Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life in relationships. And I'm your host, Afokin Wozuzu, so let's get down to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another wonderful episode today, blessed people of God. Last week, we rounded up our series on how to walk with God and concluded the last part of the PWAG formula, our blueprint for walking with God, dating with purpose, and living a purposeful life. So if you did not get a chance to listen to any of those episodes in that series, please go check it out because you don't want to miss the many blessings God has in store for you in those messages. All right. And so today we're going to be discussing on the topic, who are you? Yes, that's right. Some people might say very well, like, I know who I am, but do you? Maybe you can reassess by the end of the episode if you really know or not. Okay. And so the question of who are you, like whenever it's asked or someone asks me, um, I'm always reminded of the Asian parable that gives a good uh, picture to see if you really know who you are. And so there are very different versions of this Asian parable, but the version I'm going to use sounds like this. One day a farmer was walking back from the forest. He came across a little lion cub. So he brought the lion cub back home, gave it milk, water, and some food. Not knowing what to do with it, the farmer put the lion cub with all the sheep that he had. Every day this kept happening where he would give the lion cub food, play with him a little bit, and then put the lion cub with the sheep when the time came. With time, the cub grew a little bigger and started hanging out in the fields to play with the sheep and the lambs. And one day, a really big lion came out, came out of the jungle. And when the sheep heard the roar, they all scrambled, hiding wherever they could because they were afraid. And so the lion had grown up with the sheep, also did the same. And the big lion stepped out of the forest, seeing this little lion trying to hide. And so the, little, the big lion came over to the little lion and said, Why are you hiding? Responding, the little lion said, You will eat me. And so the big lion then said as well, I am not going to eat you. Do you know who you are? Do you know that you're not a sheep, that you are a lion? The little lion then responded saying, whatever you say is fine with me, but please don't eat me. Saying that this little lion was not going to be convinced, the big lion took the little lion to a lake and said, look at yourself, look at this reflection and tell me what you see. And when the little lion looked at his reflection, he said, huh, <laughs> I am like you, not like them. And so the big lion said, yes, that's right. You are a lion. And the little lion said as well, oh, thank you so much. And the big lion then said, why are you thanking me? I did not do anything. All I did was to show you who you already were. I didn't create something new here. I didn't take a sheep and turn it into a lion. I only took a lion and showed the lion that you are a lion and not a sheep. And so this is a very wonderful parable with so much depth. And from the story, you see the lion was living life like a sheep all this time. Meanwhile, it had always been a, a powerful lion. So how many of us are living like sheep when God has made you to be a lion? You know, the greatest goal for the enemy is to ensure that you don't know who you are in Christ. And the enemy does all it can to distract you and pull you away from God. And the enemy is also very happy when it sees that whenever God wants to come and take you out of the crowd, just like in our story, you run with the crowd as far away as possible so God doesn't reach you. But the thing is, you can never realize your full potential in life and you cannot live an effective life if you are not living life as a person God created you to be. 
And that's just the truth. You know, in the story of Jonah in the Bible, Jonah 1 specifically, we see that Jonah was also running from God because God had sent him on a mission to preach the word of God in Nineveh, but he made it a point to run far away from God as possible and planned to run away to Tarshish. Not sure if you know the story or not, but while Jonah was running away from God, God sent a huge storm at sea to disturb the boat Jonah was running away with. And so the crew Jonah was traveling with eventually had to throw him overboard because the seas were too violent. And so Jonah got swallowed by a fish sent by God to protect him. And he stayed in that fish's belly for three days. And God eventually sent him back to land, perhaps the same land he boarded his his ship to run away from God. You can read up Jonah 1 if you want more details to the story, but my point in sharing the story of Jonah is because this story gives a biblical insight into how we may also run from God. The truth is, we can never run from God no matter how far we run. And in your life, you may be saying to yourself, why wouldn't I run when this God doesn't do anything to bless me? He seems to always bless others. Well, it's not true, not true. You know, you might be going through some things in your life right now that doesn't make sense. And quite frankly, they may not make sense until you go to God to find them out. But then you're running away from the same God. So how can you find it out? Just like Jonah, even though you may run away from God, God will send some type of life situations that can represent a storm in your life. Not because he wants to hurt you with those storms, but because he's trying to protect you from running to that place where you think you will find your answers. Because the only thing that will meet you there will be your destruction. So what storm-like situations do you have in your life right now that you're trying to make sense of? Is God trying to speak to you through those storms to reroute you back to him, to save you from bringing destruction upon yourself by your actions? Jonah tried to run away from God, but thankfully, God sent a storm to save him from destroying himself. And look what happened after. In Jonah 1 verse 17, as soon as Jonah was thrown overboard into the sea, God sent a huge fish to swallow him. Now, why would God do that? God could have easily just let the sea safely carry Jonah back to shore. But why did he have to send a big fish like a whale, I'm guessing? He sent the fish as a means of providing Jonah with a wilderness experience while at sea, but in the belly of the fish, where it was calm, quiet, and God could speak to him. See, the storms in your life could just be God's way of pushing you to get out of that ship in which you are trying to run away from him with. And that ship could be that wrong relationship, that wrong job, the wrong group of friends, those destiny destroyer friends. God wants you to come out of there because when you do, only then will you begin to hear from God, communicate with him and begin to experience life the way he wants you to experience and enjoy life. God wants you to stand out of the crowd, not blend with it, just like in the lion and the sheep story. And those storms in your life, they will not stop. And it will not make sense to you why they're happening until you get out of that situation. Because remember, you will not hear from God in a place where he did not send you. You must rightly position yourself for God to have access to you. Because the truth is, 
everything you ever wanted and needed in life can only be found in God's hands. And yes, you have every right to have wants and needs, but you're going about it the wrong way by running away from God. And when I say the wrong way, I actually mean it in terms of direction because where you are running away to, to find your wants and needs is the opposite direction from where those things really are. That is in the hands of God. And that's why, like we discussed in episode two, you need to give up your will to God so that he can release his will to you. Because it is only inside God's will that you will find meaning and all those other things you are running around to look for. In my own experience, I have also run from God. That is walking with him, but also running away from him at the same time. What I mean is I would only walk with God when he isn't telling me anything that has to do with the purpose he had for me. But once he did, oh man, I was gone. (laughs) Why? Because I was willing to walk with him but I wasn't fully available. For me, the ship I was using to run away from God was the fact that I was shy and that no one would care for what I had to say. God had shown me he had all these great things in store for me, but I wanted no part of it because it scared me that God would choose me to do all these great things for him. In my Nigerian pigeon, I I was like, like, who I be? Like, who I be where you want me to do all these things for you? Meaning, why me? Why choose me to do these things for you? Why not someone else? You know, I'm sure Jonah asked himself all these questions just like I did. And I also kept running for as long as I could, but I could only run for so long. And so God would send those storms. Thank God for the storms to save me from myself and from potential destruction to push me back to him. And so here I am today, walking and actively doing the same things I used to run away from. And I see why in the little time I have been willing, available, and obedient to this call of God upon my life, the impact has been unbelievable and there are more testimonies to come. So beautiful people of God, you may be running from God, but God has only sent that storm to your life to save you from yourself and the destructions your own decisions might bring upon you. And secondly, to push you into a quiet place where he can communicate with you. God has a great purpose in store for your life. But the enemy doesn't want you to come into that quiet place, that wilderness, because the enemy knows that once you do, God is going to show out with you and show you off while you're walking in your purpose. So stop running. I'm sure you can see that it has yielded you nothing to run from God. But instead, the storm has only lasted longer. So come out of that ship and only you know what that ship is in your life. Come out of it to a quiet place because God wants to show you who you truly are. Just like the big lion in our lion and sheep story, the big lion took the little lion or lion sheep to the quiet lake that was very still and clear like a mirror and told the sheep lion or little lion to take a look into the lake to see his reflection and asked him, what do you see? So it surprised the sheep lion saw that it was a lion, not a sheep, and possesses and commands the same power this big lion also possesses and commands. And at that precise moment, there was an, there was an identity shift and a renovation of his mindset. So what do you see about yourself? And what mirror do you look at to see your reflection? 
is it the stormy seas or lake that the world that the world offers or you know where your reflection your identity is distorted just like the waves in that storm or do you look at your reflection in the lake or sea with a calm mirror that shows you your true identity beautiful people of god this still calm mirror is the word of god and god wants to show you and give you your true identity because you can't know who you really are outside of the word of god you need to walk with God and find out from his word who he has truly made you to be. Perhaps you've been living your life like a sheep because for so long you've been in the crowd and you've identified with all the different identities found in the crowd. A confused identity, just like our sheep lion. An identity can only be gained when you choose to remain in the world and with the crowd. If that is you, God wants you to know that he wants you to stop running from him with the crowd, just like the sheep lion used to do with the herd of sheep. He wants you to be willing and available by giving him an opportunity to show you through his mighty word that acts like that lake-like mirror who he has called you to be. The word of God says in James 1 verse 23 to 25, for if anyone listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. So the word of God is a mirror that shows you who you truly are. But you need to keep walking with God and studying his word and also obey it to always remember who God has made and called you to be. So you cannot be intimidated by the devil when you study his word. You know for certain who you are and will not be pushed or pressured into losing your identity in Christ. God wants you to look at his word to discover who you are in him so that he can walk with you. I'd also like to add that remember how I mentioned earlier that the greatest goal of the enemy is for you not to discover who you are. I want to thank God for you that by faith you will take that step to run you know, towards God, not away from him to discover who you are and your life's purpose. But even as you walk with God, please keep in mind that the enemy would not be happy and would do all it takes to get you out of the presence of God. And the enemy may want to feed you with the lie that just because you're walking with God, life should not happen, that other storms should not come up, that life should be one way, no issues whatsoever. No, that's not true. Please understand this, that this is just another lie of the enemy. That the enemy tries to feed to believers walking with God to derail us. The truth is, life will continue. But this time, there will be a huge difference because when you walk with God, God will fight your battles. You won't even know they are happening because you will now start to walk with faith, walk by faith based on the word of God, not by sight. And that's from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. And regardless of what, of what life throws your way, you will weather the storm with God and you will experience peace through the storm. Your peace will no longer be dependent on only when things go well in life. No, it'll be peace through it all 
because Jesus is our peace. That peace that passes all understanding to guard your heart and minds to keep you safe and secure in Christ Jesus. And also because Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lastly, I would just like to add that there might be some Christians listening, and they may say, well, I go to church, I listen to the pastor preach his messages, I sing in the choir, I'm the choir leader, I do this and that in the church, so this message does not apply to me. But I have a question for you. Does doing church, if that is you, that is, like if you are saying this to yourself right now, if you feel it doesn't apply to you, does doing church work really mean you have a relationship with God? No, it doesn't. Luke 10, verse 30, Luke 10, 38 to 42, the Amplified Version says, Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who, was, who, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. So please understand that doing church work doesn't mean you are walking with God because just any activity does not equal spiritual activity. You must ensure that even as you serve God, you must also hear his word to discover who he made you to be. This way you can know if you are properly positioned in the right church, doing the right church activity, and in the life God wants you to live, and the list goes on. So in closing, I now ask again, do you know who you are in Christ? If you don't, God wants you to reassess your life, to see if you have been running away from him, just like the sheep lion and like Jonah. The pain you might be experiencing through any life storms, are you going to remain in them and try to find your own meaning? Or would you run to God to discover the purpose behind that storm? God wants to give you a much better identity than the world may have already given you. He wants to give you a great name, far better and much greater than the world may have given you. All it takes is to walk with God and communicate with him through his word, that mirror that reveals your true self and also reveals your life's purpose. Finally, one of the many names of God is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that lion is your father. So you are made to live, rule, and command life like a lion 
not a sheep lion. So who are you? A sheep lion or a lion? God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. That email again is info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at walkinginpurposepodcast at walkinginpurposepodcast, just like it sounds. And also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. So God bless you and I'll see you next week.